0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, and I'm joined by my co-host of the podcast, Cody Schultz. We've got a great episode for you today. We've got a big rumor about Shadow and Bone Season 2 to discuss. Then we'll be sharing some of the best shows to start binge-watching on Netflix this weekend. These aren't shows you'll finish in two days. These are shows that'll take you a few weeks at minimum uh, to watch on Netflix. But first, it's time for our weekly Barchi Varchi Bughead update on Riverdale. If you don't have time to listen to the full episode right now, you can subscribe by clicking the icon that looks like an antenna in the top right corner of the podcast player. So Cody, what's going on um, in America's favorite love square right now?
1: Yeah. So this, the last episode of Riverdale definitely threw a lot of curveballs our way. Um, It's, we've kind of discussed on the podcast how they very much have been leaning heavy into the Barchie storyline with Betty and Archie. It seemed like, oh, is this like where they're suddenly going to take it as like the new end game for the show? And then last night's episode premiered and it's a completely different story. Of course, the big twist there was like Betty basically friend zoned Archie uh, was like my takeaways. Like I need a friend more than, you know, I need like a booty call basically. And then, of course, the next twist was it ending with Veronica showing up saying, oh, by the way, I'm getting a divorce. And then them kind of just like throwing back right into the old Varchi ways. I'm very much curious now to see is like is Varchi endgame now? Because it seemed like it was the other way. But without like there's just no denying that that was very much like, OK, this is what they're going with now.
0: Yeah, I don't, it's, it's tough because there's a lot of the season left. I think we're moving through these very quickly. Like the relationship, uh, the stuff, like the wrenches they're throwing in are like causing some drama, but like, we're, I don't know. They were away for so long that like, we're just kind of getting back into this. And I'm wondering, like, you know, Archie saying, um, that he like, he told Betty that he still has feelings for Veronica in like what that means. You have like sort of the love triangle, that's going to like see how it plays out for the rest of the season. I don't know if they're in game. I thought I was kind of all in on the Barchi storyline. I thought that's where we were going. I knew Varchi would come back up and Veronica and Archie would kind of like, I don't know, rekindle something. I didn't know it would go this quickly that she would get a divorce. I'm just like a little bit worried now what Chad is going to do.
1: Oh yeah. He's definitely not going to go out without like some kind of a fight. I feel like he's going to definitely be stirring some trouble in these next episodes. I think it's interesting because we're kind of looking at the, Like the comic books, of course, in the comics, it was always that love triangle between Archie, Betty, and Veronica. And this, you know, with Riverdale, they kind of sprinkled in Jughead into the mix. We never really saw Bughead being like this big ship. And so it's interesting to see, does this like slam the door open for like a reunion of Betty and Jughead? Because they've been very off on their own, like this season. We kind of started to see like some general like teases, like suddenly they were in more scenes in this last episode. I'm very curious to see what that means.
0: Yeah, I think that they're setting up and I, I don't know, that much about it but like it seems like they're setting up the whole Betty Jughead coming back together with these like two mysteries that they're working on I think that um Betty's mom after she talked to Polly on the phone was like she it sounded like that she was in like some kind of spaceship which is like obviously what like Jughead's <laughs> dealing with so like we're definitely getting I think that Betty and Jughead like we're gonna get more Bughead like mystery uh, the sleuthing here they go again kind of in the upcoming episodes. So it'll, it'll be interesting what happens with them when they're kind of thrown back together in their old ways of like figuring out what the heck is going on in Riverdale. Cause like, I have no idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think what's going to be exciting to see is what exactly unfolded between the two characters, like in that seven year time jump, because obviously there was a big falling out, but we haven't really gotten too much explanation. I feel like it's just been a lot of like vague, like little hints dropped here and there. So I really am interested to see how they kind of jump into that. And I think another one that had some great development this last episode was Cheryl and Tony. We kind of are seeing the old Cheryl again, which is nice. Like the Finally. first episode, she was like <laughs> all somber and like now she's back to like her, you know, regular trouble stirring pot, just like loving the chaos. But I wonder if we've seen like the end of Cheryl and Tony because they very much like set the pace. Like these are two different characters now and they even teased the new love interest for Cheryl, of course, in this episode, I felt like.
0: Yeah, that's where it seems like this is going. I I kind of find it hard to believe, just because it's Riverdale that like there won't be another like Cheryl Tony moment And like by Cheryl, like, I don't know, building the bonfire, then kind of throwing the match on it with the whole Kevin Fang storyline. I think that that, how does that work out for Tony? Probably not. Well, it'll probably bring Tony back to Cheryl at some point, I think. But whether that means that they're that they're end game, I don't know. What do you think?
1: I hope. Just I'm a fan of them, so I <laughs> hope that they're end game. I hope that's like where the writers are building towards. I really don't know. I feel like it's so complicated. And with, Riverdale is a complicated show on its own, and then you add this big time jump, and it's like trying to re-familiarize yourself with these different characters because it's like Mm -hmm. we know them but they're different versions of themselves now and so it's very it's gonna be interesting to see i hope we you know get more tony and cheryl because i think they have great chemistry together so i guess it'll just be a wait and see thing kind of sort of like the wait and see of is katie keen coming because hale actually that was her calling in and like did like a cameo without appearing directly kind of did like the phone call thing so it's like now they're not just name dropping her she's making like a somewhat cameo what does this mean
0: yeah i think that she's gotta she's gotta show up like within a couple episodes like hopefully by the so the mid-season break is march 31st i think i could be getting that wrong but i think that i hope that like that's like she's in like the last scene of that episode that would be really cool like I moved to Riverdale or something and like that that whole dynamic of like what's going on there. What do you think though?
1: I feel like it would be like a needed adjustment because the best thing about Katie Keene was it was a lot lighter, like it was a lot more lighthearted and like there was more comedy and, and just it was just a different tone than Riverdale. So it'd be interesting to see like what would Katie Keene bring to Riverdale? The show like, is this breath of fresh air like completely outside. I just like imagine her like picking up on all like the quips with the other characters like the fact yeah. that they're investigating like aliens and murder and all that. It's just I, I don't know. I almost, I prefer just like a quick cutaway. Like maybe someone goes visit her in New York and then like we get a spinoff again down the line because it makes you wonder like the writers thought they was going to get a second season. So maybe that's why they tied so many things in. But by the time they started filming these episodes, they already knew where it was going. So I don't know, it's good to see, but I'll take whatever we can get
0: with it. Yeah, same, same. Speaking of taking what we can get, we've got (laughs) Shadow and Bone coming uh, in April. That's going to be the biggest show of the month. But we also learned some new information there's a big rumor out there reported by What's on Netflix that Shadow and Bone has already been given a season two renewal, um, not confirmed by Netflix. They usually wait about two months after, maybe a month after a big show drops like this to confirm. But that's I don't know. That's pretty interesting. Right. I think that that's big news.
1: Yeah, I think it makes sense, especially in today's like world because of how interesting the production schedules are. It doesn't make sense for a studio not to like give early renewals to shows where they kind of have a confidence level, which we've already talked about. Shadow and Bone has the potential to really be this breakout hit for Netflix in 2021, possibly even one of the biggest series of the year. And so it just makes sense to go ahead, get the get the ball rolling on it, you know, get the cast. If they're not in contracts or whatever the contract deals are there, get all that sorted out, get the writer rooms going a little bit earlier. That way we prevent like that delay between seasons too, which I think we're gonna yeah. see a lot in these upcoming months. <laughs> because it's always like having to wait two years for a new season is, is like the worst thing as a fan because it's just like that's so much time.
0: Yeah, and it's like right in line with those other shows that take like 18 months. Like The Last Kingdom is like always like an 18 month gap between seasons. Um, The Witcher is looking like it's gonna be one of those shows maybe two years. I don't know. Um, I don't know. The the umbrella Academy is another one where they use a lot of effects and stuff that drag things out a little bit longer. It just takes longer to, you know, coordinate all of that. And then like the fight sequences and stuff, like you have a lot of choreography that like, you know, can take a long time to do. It's not just like people sitting in a courtroom or something like that. So um, yeah, but so shadow and bones, April 23rd. Um, So we've got a little while to wait. So you guys have a lot of things to, or you've got a lot of time to watch some new stuff on Netflix. So that's why we're going to share some of our, I guess, favorite, uh, big binge watches. The, like I mentioned, these are not two season shows where you can watch them all in one weekend. This is like, I think all of them have five seasons plus, right? Is that, is that about right? Yeah. We definitely are
1: leaning into these shows that are for people looking for like that long-term binge, like the one that's going to get you through a couple of weeks, couple of weekends. Yeah which I feel like is perfect right now. The schedules are so random on TV that it's like having something that you can just dive in, watch a couple episodes here and there throughout the week and kind of do the longer binge. I've done my share of like weekend binges and there's nothing worse than like (laughs) binging through like a quick show. And then it's like, Oh crap, I have to find something else entirely new again.
0: Yeah. Or you have to wait two years for the next season. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so there's definitely no waiting for most of these. The one exception is, that I guess it's a great way to kick off the list, is Lucifer, which um, right. it's, it's <laughs> one of the best shows on Netflix, in my opinion. Of course, like the it's a crime drama at heart, but it's such in like its own league. Um, of course, like the, the basis is that Lucifer gets bored in hell, he decides to take up residency in L.A. and then starts solving crimes with the detective, and then you know, of course, the romantic angles come into it. It's just such a fun show. Um, of course, there's five seasons on Netflix, seventy five episodes so far. We have additional seasons coming there's of course the second half of 5b and then season six will be coming probably in 2022 it's just a fun show like it's so different don't you agree like the music yeah. There's so many different elements to enjoy
0: yeah it's a it's it's interesting too because so it was on fox and then it got canceled but when it was on fox you had 20 to 24 episode seasons i think that something like that some are 22 some are 24 i'm not sure but then it goes to Netflix and Netflix gives a 10 episode order for season four. Then we've seen eight more episodes in, in the first half of season five. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to explain it. It like cha- The show changed a little bit when it went to Netflix because you're not getting so much of like the, I guess, the, like the episodic angle. Like when it was on Fox, there was a lot of like the criminal of the week or whatever it was, you know? And then it kind of shifted a little bit at at Netflix. So I think that if you're into like those procedural stuff, at least initially, like it fills that, like checks that box for you. And then as you get on, like you start to love these characters and get really invested into like the longer game, right? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I agree. It was one of those shows where it had some changes going to Netflix, but it wasn't one where they're like throughout the book and what everybody loved about Mm -hmm. it. It just kind of expanded upon that and built more on like the character relationships, which are really the heart of the show. Like you said, they used to have the longer seasons when it was on Fox. And so you had a lot of the filler stuff, which it's completely fun as like a fan to get those extra episodes. Definitely. but i feel like once it got to netflix it hit its stride and kind of dived deeper into like the character dynamics and the relationships which is what so many fans have fallen in love with and it's just an all-around like great show now's the perfect time to binge it that way you can get caught up and catch the second half of five you know season five when it finally drops um so definitely one of my top recommendations
0: yeah this next one is another top recommendation from cody but it's uh Lucifer's got 75 episodes, Grey's Anatomy has, I'm trying to do math in my head, like four times that many, probably more. Six times that many, I don't know. It's Grey's Anatomy with 16 seasons and over 360 episodes.
1: Yeah, Grey's Anatomy is one of those ones where if you're looking for a show that you can invest several weeks, probably a couple (laughs) months in, like Grey's Anatomy is like the perfect binge for someone who really wants a lot of episodes to be able to get into. It's, you know, got 16 seasons in count and it's in its current 17th season on ABC, which will probably be coming to Netflix later this year, depending on when they wrap the season. It's one of those shows that really has something for everybody. It's got romance, it's got drama, it's got the medical side of things, which I know brings in a whole another audience like you know chicago med fans er fans can kind of enjoy it Mm -hmm. the only thing i always warn people is like be prepared when you go into a shonda rhyme show like (laughs) get ready for anything there's nothing off limits characters come and go often there's twists like constantly like cliffhangers Mm -hmm. no one does cliffhangers quite like gray's anatomy like every season it feels like they end with like the season where you're like i have to watch the next episode now
0: yeah yeah she will rip your heart out I guess she's not really involved with the show that much anymore, but the team that they have will rip your heart out. <laughs> I think that's a good way to say. And I don't know if you mentioned the spin-off private practice is also on Netflix. That's how many seasons? Yeah. So there's six
1: seasons of private practice, okay. another hundred and something episodes. There is of course the station 18 spinoff, but unfortunately that hasn't come to Netflix just, le- uh, just yet. But between Grey's Anatomy private practice, those are two shows that would definitely keep you busy for a long, long time.
0: Yeah. And speaking of shows that will keep you busy for a very, very long time, Supernatural, another 300 plus episode series, 15 seasons just ended in, was it the fall of 2020? I get, when was it? I get confused because it was supposed to end in the spring and then they brought it back, right?
1: Yeah, so it just wrapped its run in fall of 2020. Um, they mm-hmm. basically held like six episodes back from the season um, because, of course, of the pandemic and all that. But right. this one's one of those interesting ones that I always say it's like a family drama disguised as a horror series because yeah. it definitely like leans into all the supernatural elements. You've got like the monsters of the week and these crazy storylines. But of course, like what has driven the series throughout all of its 15 seasons was really like the relationship between the two brothers, Sam and Dean. It's just like it's got that fun mix of comedy and drama, which is so hard for certain shows to balance it like there's no show that has done like meta episodes better like right. i can just like list off so many great episodes <laughs> like you can just go in and watch as a standalone alone um, like you said this one's got another 300 something episodes so definitely like a long binge maybe not for like everyone who doesn't like you know the supernatural or maybe darker series but right it, it's it's a good one in my opinion and if that's not for you the next series on the list is perfect we've got uh, gilmore girls which of course is a, a favorite among a lot of people
0: Yeah. So we got seven seasons on Netflix. I can't remember when it premiered, but then so it, it, it ended and then Netflix brought it back for a four part revival and it's basically the whole show is about the Gilmore Girls Lorelai and her daughter Rory so we follow Rory from like I don't know when we start when she's like a like teenager is that about right
1: <laughs> yeah I think that's probably about teen years is probably the fairest yeah. there
0: yeah and we've got with Supernatural um, Jarpad he's in uh, Gilmore Girls <laughs> too for a second and uh, yeah so it goes it, yeah basically just following them Melissa McCarthy's also in it it's just a fun like lighthearted for the most part heartfelt series on netflix that i think that if you if you like these kind of shows and haven't seen gilmore girls like you need to watch this one because this one i think is like the best of the bunch right
1: Yeah, i feel like gilmore girls is what kind of like set the stage so that like shows like you know uh virgin river and sweet magnolia's like that was the OG before these series came around you have go more girls and it's like that's a genre that kind of faded out and now netflix is diving back into it with original content but they almost started that just because they did have the 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 uh, revival there with yeah. which- you know, the, for the life of, or the year end. And I feel like this is one that's definitely like, and of course things are gradually getting better, but still like, it's one of those great escape shows. Like you can just watch it and get away. Another one that's kind of interesting. And like the, the last one on our list is Breaking Bad, which I feel like everyone except for myself probably <laughs> has, uh, has seen Breaking Bad. If you haven't, it's definitely like one of those perfect binges. All five seasons are on Netflix. The great thing is it's one of those ones that you can go in and watch like from beginning to end and know it has like, like a proper ending. Cause there's nothing right. I, hate more than like when i watch a show and get like to the very last season and then it ends with a cliffhanger so then it's like oh it didn't get like it was canceled before where it's got that nice conclusion which everybody still seems to be talking about like the finale right
0: right it's like i think considered one of the best finales ever and like so this is the, the fewest episodes that we've picked but still like i feel like it's a it's a heavy watch like getting through all 60 episodes of breaking bad the emotions that you'll feel like this probably isn't one that you're going to watch just like straight through, like on a weekend, like you could probably get through a couple seasons, but like you should take your time with it. I think that you'll think about it a little more. The twists will hit a lot harder. Then we've got um, better call Saul, which is I think ending soon four or five seasons of that, of a spinoff of that are on Netflix. And then you have El Camino, which focuses on Eric Aaron Paul's character, um, Jesse Pinkman from breaking bad. So there's a lot if you want to dive into the breaking bad universe that's a that's a good uh good place to start I guess
1: yeah I feel like there's no like better and like you said like the great thing there is it may only have 62 episodes but if you really enjoy it you can go and watch like these spin-off projects to kind of give you like more yeah. of the characters and all that which is always like a fun way to cap off a binge if you love a show
0: right and they're different enough like I think El Camino the m- it's a movie so it's I mean it takes you right back into like r- the finale basically and then um Better Call Saul though it, it, like it get you go prequel um with that so it's a it's a, just a different show which is actually like a breath of fresh air because Breaking Bad gets like I said it's heavy it's a heavy watch <laughs> um, unfortunately that's all the time we have today uh new episodes of the Netflix Life podcast are released on Fridays and Mondays thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time